Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the Gallant View podcast. The 4th of January already, can you believe? Unbelievable. The, the, the days just fly past at the moment. With me today are two of my very good friends. Is Shona. How are you, Shona? Happy New Year, everyone. I'm very well, thank you. Yes. Uh, also back You're sounding a bit of the cold. Have you still get the cold? Yeah. Yeah, I've still got it. Yeah, I'm still not feeling too great, but look, I'm just carrying on. So, yeah, that's been about three or four weeks now that I've had this, so I've not been able to shift it. But no, still here, still carrying on. And uh, yeah, looking forward to talking about quite a lot of things today. I'm sure uh, we've got a lot to discuss after what's been going on today. So, yeah, looking forward to actually. Yeah, I think, I think everybody is, and uh, I think I think I got quite a good name for the podcast. Uh, to be honest, um, my second guest is uh, my very very good friend is Mister David Pollock. We we we. I think I talked to you more than I talked to my wife, David. I'm rather disappointed to hear that, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> you really should speak to me. No, but I've uh, I've been brushing up on my legalese today. Because I think uh, we're heading to court, so we're overrolling in that Finley chappy. He's a dud. Yeah, <laughs> Crawford Allen. I think it was at the Rangers uh, met. So we'll, we'll go into the subject right away. We'll start with that. Obviously, Rangers spoke. I believe it was Bisgrove and and one other board member met with Crawford Allen, the head of the referees, and they got to listen to the. Tape, the audio tape that that was for the far for the penalty decision, uh, or the not penalty decision, I suppose as 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 you can call it now. And Willie Combs said, and there was no mention of offside at that time, and it's just been one cover up after the other cover up. First of all, 
the offside decision, it came about what 15 minutes break and then about 10 minutes in the second half. So that's about 25, 30 minutes later. And the on the because they, they, they didn't hear it on the tape, the SFA are now saying, yeah, but it was going on in the background even then. How can it take half an hour? It only takes about four minutes to find out. So I don't really, I don't really understand this. Anyway, uh, Shona, I'll give you before I take all the points away. I'll give you your what, what do you make of all this? Oh, it's an absolute farce, to be honest with you. It just shows you how incompetent and how corrupt these refs really are. And uh, look, that it doesn't go far to show that in the last couple of weeks the build up from uh, previous other managers talking about Rangers get all these decisions, the conspiracy theories, other pundits coming out saying all these things, it just goes to prove, do you know what I mean, that there is obviously refs out there that are definitely incompetent and uh, yeah, I think uh, to be honest with you, I don't think uh, Willie Collum uh, will have a job very, very much longer, I think his job's untenable at the moment, so um, as far as I'm concerned, and I think Rangers should take this all the way, it's interesting to see or hear um, and see on in the papers that obviously regarding the, the information that came out yesterday, it was all over uh, the newspapers, it was all over all the media outlets, but now all of a sudden the SFA are saying that that's not what was quite said. So obviously there's there's obviously some underlying things going on with them. But look, I just want to know, look, they're now coming out and saying that the offside um, still image that was released um, about whatever it was, 30 minutes afterwards, was actually not released by them. So they're now blaming Sky, the broadcasters now for, um, so it'll be interesting to hear if uh, Sky want to make a statement on that, um, I just don't believe it. I think it's they're brushing everything under the carpet. Like I said, why would you check for an offside 30 minutes after a penalty? He's lied, he's lied again. And I think there's lots of questions that need to be answered here. How was it How was it communicated? Um, how was the decision reached? Do you know what I mean? You think about all these things like, I just I don't know about you guys, but I think uh, the, the guys in heart and hand are absolutely spot on. Why are they um, getting the called out by the SFA when other media outlets were obviously um, obviously publishing what was going on. So, look, for me, at the end of the day, I think what the, the for me, the, the, the biggest gripe for Rangers is it's not what happened in the end. You obviously see what the offside is. It's the fact is they're now coming out and saying, was it subjective? And they've still not released the audio. So, for me, why they not want to release the audio? They've obviously got something to hide, guys. It's, it's, it's a matter of fact. Yeah, you don't, you don't make these statements and have other media um journalists out there and um on twitter and all sorts are saying the complete and utter opposite uh, you've got willie column it said it wasn't a penalty now they're coming saying it was subjectively that's because they've had four or five days guys to look at this over and over again they're trying to find a way out um i think at the end of the day his job his job's untenable and uh, yeah i think um, a lot of celtic fans don't really understand the fact that we understand that it would, would have been offside but at the end of the day if um, he thought that was subjectively and i was um given across to uh, Nick Walsh at the time, which I don't think it was. I think he obviously said it was definitely not a penalty. I don't think it was any subjective was um, used in that point. And then why did I not go out for a corner kick? So look, all these questions have to be answered. And I think uh, Rangers will not hold back on this. And I am all for it because to me, the SFA are utter corrupt. It's 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 a fact now. Like if they, if they want to release the audio, why did they not just do this from the very start? Release the audio. And then they probably wouldn't have had as much of a backlash. But no, they've obviously tried to make the last five days very much in their favour to try and cover this up. And it's an absolute shambles. And Neil Doncaster and all the rest will have to hang their heads in shame. 
and Billy Collum get to fuck. Well, let's put it. They're saying that 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 Sky it was Sky that released it. Why did Croker say it in his his um, commentary? Well, it would have been nice if Sky had let us know what that it was an offside decision they were looking at. So that that's a load of Croker would have known. I mean, Sky would have been happy to put that out if it, if it was because it's a, a talking point that's going to give them a bit of publicity. They they would be happy to put that offside decision out. Uh, I I just uh, this Dave. It seems to be one lie covering up for another lie at the moment. <clears throat> yeah, they're now tr retrospectively trying to uh, make this all sound plausible, and uh, they just keep tripping themselves up because you know when you you know you start to start telling lies at the outset, you know you then have to tell lies later on to cover up you know your story. It's that they get they're tying themselves in knots. Well, I mean, ultimately, the good news is that Wally Collum, I, I can't see Wally Collum being back at Ibrox because uh, he's just now toxic. So, but in terms of the, the decision itself, why would they then go back and check whether it was offside or not? If it's not a clear and obvious error, that's it, it's finished, it's done, move on. But why did they then go back and check? Because they go back and check and they realise, hold on a minute, he's knocked that ball out with his hand. There's, we're going to get absolutely roasted for this, Right. Let's check it for offside. And then when they released it for offside, they like, phew, we're off the hook. Only in, in their panic, they, they, they released that because they'd have been better keeping their mouth shut about the offside, you know, and just not saying anything. But then they, they, they released the pictures, you know, with the lines across the pitch, you know, almost like it's it's a justification there. I told you, it, it, and it couldn't have been a penalty. It wasn't a penalty, and it couldn't have been a penalty. You know, so they're, they're, they're just trying too hard here. To cover up which was which was ultimately a fucking disgraceful decision that that penalty sh should have been awarded to the Rangers. If they had then checked and says, "Oh, by the way, you need to go and check. It's it's not a penalty." We would have known that, as you said, Dave, is within minutes. You know, if if that had gone to a penalty, they would have checked at the time and we would have found out. But only because they got themselves tied in a knot about you know the controversy. You know, when Neil Lennon's on, on doing his halftime analysis and tells you it's a penalty. Jesus Christ Almighty! It's a penalty, so they they, they deserve all they get. And Wally Collins just been shown up for what he is. And thank Christ we'll never see see him back because uh, a Rangers should take this the whole road and just lump it into them. Because uh, I want to hear this. This audio is going to be interesting when this comes out, and it will come out because uh, there's you can't keep secrets like that. So. I would, if I was Rangers, I'd take them the whole road, to be honest, to, to be done with them. I mean, let's face it, Dave. If, corrupt if, to the core. Corrupt to the core. If they do bring out the audio, it's cleared up. That's it. It's cleared up. Because if, they, if it is the way they say it is, then the audio's going to, the audio's going to prove all that. Yeah. And that's how that'll be finished. That's Are not the point, though, David. Somebody needs, that's not the point. Somebody needs to take accountability for this. This is the problem. Somebody needs to take accountability, and nobody's taking accountability. They're blaming Rangers, and Rangers are saying it's not their fault. So, and then they're now blaming other social media websites. They're now blaming Heart and Hand. They're now blaming the Sky broadcasters. There's somebody needs to take accountability for this. Yeah, well, I mean, the referees. The referees. I think it was uh, Crawford Allen that said that Rangers should take responsibility. For, for the their actions, 
and and these days that that referees are 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 becoming under uh, safety elements for, from 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 fans. Uh, Rangers need to take more responsibility, which, which is just throwing a curveball, isn't it? Really? No, I, w- I would just I would go straight back to the SFA and say take responsibility after you. They need to take responsibility. Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting and, and find out where this goes uh, the next few days. I mean, it's, I don't see it going away. It's not going to be a week quick. The only thing I will say now is that you can now hear, I listened to a wee bit of Radio Clyde there, they've got all the placemen now starting to turn the story around, starting to drop all the wee droplets of water that's going to water the whole thing down. And that's that's the way it's going to go now. You'll see that the, probably the daily record will be out tomorrow. They'll have all their their placemen uh, diluting all the all these stories. So that's a, that's the way it's going to go. Um, anything else we can say on this subject, Shona or Dave? You want to end? No, uh, I think you're right. They well, want they want uh, someone to change the agenda. We don't want to talk about this anymore. Rangers must not let this go. They must not let that go until that audio is made public and we find out exactly what the decision-making process was. Yeah. Yeah, this... Uh, I, I ditto, ditto absolutely everything that Davey's saying. One thing I would say is, guys, we know this. We, we, we've known this for a while now. The SFA are not fit for purpose and this is just the start of it and we're not going to lie down. Well, I said, I said to for the boys that were listening to the the morning podcast uh, with Davy and me this morning, I said on that if the Aberdeen chairman, the ex Aberdeen chairman, when he retired, then he came out with the story about the Japanese trip, the trip to Japan, and he said he was he was phoned by a top Celtic executive, Peter Lowell. Yeah, that's pro- probably, and uh, and he said um, under no circumstances can Rangers get more time to recover. And I don't know if it's the exact words. I'm not he's using the, the exact words, but that was uh, the survey. So I mean, it, this has not been new. It, it, it's there's been corruption on the whole thing. And as I said to David this morning, I mean, I'm sure that John Reed. In the 2012 carry on, I'm I'm sure I'm sure that John Reed had a heavy hand in that as well. I'll let you come away with that one, Dave. Absolutely. I mean, Doctor Death's fingerprints are all over it. The H- HMRC, who are quite happy to do a deal with Arsenal, and what other club has have, have actually faced any uh, legal challenge? You know, from the HMRC in terms of EBTs and all that time. How many clubs had EBTs in England and Scotland? Dozens. Who was challenged? Who who did they not do a deal with? Who who did they refuse to do a deal with? Because David Murray was was willing to do a deal with them, but no, they they, they ended up costing the taxpayers hundreds of millions of pounds. In the in their attempt to get ten million pounds back, they they cost the taxpayer hundreds of millions of pounds. Now, <clears throat> I, I'm I'm not a shit hot businessman, but I'm but I, I'm smart enough to know this. You do not spend one hundred and fifty million pounds to win ten million pounds. That, yeah, that's 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 for so sure. Would, it? So unless the motive by Doctor Death was to destroy Rangers. And that, yeah, well, if you've got any other conclusion, please let me know in the comments. I think I think that's the way that uh, 
that it was. I think it was supposed to destroy Rangers. And uh, I mean, I don't know, but there, there was rumours at the time when when Celtic were were what was it two hours from from going bankrupt. But I think I was under McCann. Was it you called the guy? It was. It was rumoured then that that uh, Murray was going to help them out. So I mean, it seems to be a a one way a one way street that, that that this they seem to take. And I I just don't know about it. Hopefully, hopefully, what what we need, you know, what we need, we need to get clear out the whole lot and not have not have two people from one club or three people from one club let people get placement because that's what they do I mean let's face it it's the same with the BBC they bring in a, they, they give the, the job to a top person and then he brings in his pawns and that's the way that's the way they work and it's the same with the SFA they got in charge of the SFA and, and then they gradually brought in their pawn well it wasn't even so gradual but uh, but I'm going to say just for the sake this is our opinions it's not built in fact and we don't have facts to back it up. It's just our opinions, and it's not anything. That, it's not a, a, a line that the, the podcast is getting to do. It's just us ourselves. So anyway, we'll go off that subject, and we will go on to Lawrence Shankland. Now, seemingly, he has uh, told Hearts that he won't be moving. We won't be signing another contract. And that he would actually like to join Rangers in this window already. Um, the price that the Hearts are quoting—it seems to go up every week. Every every time, uh, every time you open a, a newspaper, it seems to go up. There's the, the quotation is for them is five million pound, and similar Rangers are quite willing to do business at three million. Shona, what do you think? Right, this is a bit of a tough one for me because I, I've got no, um, no, 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 no doubt that Shankland would score goals for Rangers. I, I just don't think that Shankland suits Clement's style of play. And I know that sounds stupid because people are saying, well, Shankland will win in the league. We don't know that for sure. I'm pretty certain he will score his goals. Would I be paying any above than £2 million for Shankland if he's not willing to renew his contract? Absolutely not. Would I be willing to, I think, to be honest, I think Hearts want near a close £5 million because that's the, the difference between them getting into Europe. So would I pay £5 million for Shankland? Definitely not. Uh, do I think that the manager is out there looking at other people? Absolutely. And I think this is all driven by the fans on Twitter because I have not seen one media person, one podcaster, one anybody that's out there that's got a link towards Hearts or Shankland saying that, uh, yeah, Rangers are definitely interested. I haven't heard any. I think the one that came out today was the fourth official saying that uh, Shankland wants the move to Rangers. Obviously, he must do want the move to Rangers, but I just don't think there's going to be a middle ground where they're going to reach on a, a fee forum. And I do think a lot of this has came from the likes of the fans. I haven't seen anybody really reporting that Rangers are interested in Shankland. I've seen other rumours of likes of, if I, I think it's the Wagner, the Manhof. Uh, I've seen rumours about uh, Emmanuel Dennis, the guy Alzati from, that's on loan from Brighton. I've seen obviously these kind of rumours and these seem to be doing, have a bit more substantial kind of background towards them. I just don't see the Shankland one happening, unfortunately. Um, I think he will do well in our team. But I just don't think he suits Clermont. And I know that everybody's going to have a go at me in the comments, but 
I think if we were in for Shankland, we would have put in a bid by now, and I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, well, I've, I've, I've stated myself, and somebody, somebody asked in the, 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 if it was a, uh, if it was right, if it, if it wasn't a rumor, it was, uh, it was uh, sort of. Obviously, it's not official yet because Rangers wouldn't come out with information like that. So, so, so unless he signs, Rangers wouldn't make a statement with that. I think that one came from the fourth official, so as you did. And I've got here a, a John Walker. I think he's from this is Highbrook. So some of this this other Scotsman run. Uh, and it says England, not money plus Lowry. A lot has been made about what we would offer for someone that guarantees goals. Three million we value at five million hearts value. And I wouldn't entertain any bid, including Alex Lowry. Um this is this is another going to be another debate because Obviously, there's a lot of people who think Lowry is going to be one of the top players in our team at some time. Dave, I, I think you've, I, I remember you once saying that um, you don't think Lowry will make it anymore and we, we should try and get rid of him. Well, there's, I mean, there's a few things in there, Dave. There's a, a wee question mark over Lowry's you know, attitude and his commitment, you know, and, you know, there's just a, just follows him about that maybe not he may not be the best professional at, at the club. So Alex Lowry, I mean, he's he's had he's got the season at hearts to show what he can do, and you know, and, and I think in patches he seems to have done okay. But in terms of Lauren Shankland, uh, I mean, from I don't know who John Walker is, but certainly does 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 Lauren Shankland guarantee you goals? No one guarantees you goals because if, if it was guaranteeing goals. He'd probably be off to Real Madrid or Bayern Munich or somewhere, you know, like that. Because uh, Lon Shankland for me is a good player. Because when we played Hearts earlier this season, you know, I kept an eye. I think he holds the ball up well. I think he's got a nice touch. He's not blessed with much pace, but I think he would score goals for Rangers. And I would like to see Lon Shankland play at Rangers. But it's got to be, you know, the deal has got to be correct. If Alex Lowry was, you know, used as some bait in, in terms of uh, reducing the cash amount. I would be amenable to that because I think uh, we have to get more firepower. I'm not really fussed about how we do it, but in terms of, you know, we saw against the game game against them at the weekend, we need a bigger threat up front. So we need to convert the chances that the ratio. Clearly, Dessers for me is uh, not going to do it. He's not going to cut it. You know, and we've forked out, you know, the thick end of five million quid for Dessers. So... I, I know it's we've so long Shankland playing the Scottish League, so that reduces the risk. It doesn't completely eliminate the risk in terms of you know goals, but it certainly reduces it. So if we could get them for you know three million quid, I think that would be a, a, a an acceptable fee. And if, if if to get it across the line was to throw in someone you know from our uh, academy or, or Alex Lowry, I, I would be amenable to that. So I, I think Lon Shankland's a good player. I mean, if, if Philip Clement and uh, Niels is. I've got other options to look at. I just think when when we bring bring players from the continent, you know, it's more of a risk. We launch Shankland. You pretty much know what you're getting, and and I think he would do a bundle for us. So, I, I think it. Would, I mean, I wouldn't be crying in my beer if if Lon Shankland doesn't arrive at Ibrox in the transfer window, and and we have someone else. But I'm thinking, you know, all in all, weighing up the the, the various factors here. I think it would be, if we can do a deal, 
Lon Shankland, I think, has got, has got to go for it because put yourself in Lon Shankland's position. He's got a deal with Harps, which is going to be got a year and a half to go. He could move to Rangers, double his salary, and have a three and four year contract. You know, you, you don't have to be, a, you know, from Wall Street to work out the financial benefits of doing the deal with Rangers. I think if he's uh, motivated, you know, as a Rangers fan, then, then all that's even better for us. So I would certainly be making inquiring. I would be uh, have hearts, you know, go public and, and, and state their position because the, we, 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 that, that would get the things off to a start. I mean, if they're going to say five million quid, no less than five million quid, it's a done deal. It's dead, dead in the water. We move on. We, uh, but if we can, there's a negotiating process to be done. I think we should get in now and uh, string it out. Well, the thing is, David, just, just a quick question on both of your opinions on do you really think that we're really interested in in Shankland? I, I, I just can't see it. Whenever I look at the moment, there's nothing that's saying to me that Rangers as a football or Clermont is interested in Shankland, and that's what's put me off. I want Shankland. I think he'll score goals. But I just think that Hearts want that £5 million and Rangers are not interested in even, even going there. That's the, th that's the thing. I just haven't seen anything reports-wise to say, oh, by the way, Rangers are interested in, in Laurie Franklin. It's all driven through fans. Well, I think it's all the, the websites, uh, uh, and some of them are in the know. Um, obviously, I'm not, I'm not that much in the know, but uh, a lot of the a lot of the these uh, websites, Rangers websites, they do get quite a lot right at times, and They've they've got their, their finger or, or their ear quite near the door of Ibrox, uh, so they do hear things. Um, the thing with with uh, Shankland is is his contract's up, and at the end of the in the summer he's got a year left. Once he goes down to a year contract, there's no way they're going to get five million for him. So Hearts are are, are, are going to accept money now. I think the difference would be what, what, how much money they're willing to accept. They won't get near five million. That, that's for sure. And as I say, once it, once it gets to the summer, if he doesn't sign another contract, giving them a longer uh, time, then, uh, then, then, he, I mean, what for a year left in his contract, the block if we get a million and a half from or a million for him. So that, that's a, a thing as well. I personally. I think he's too slow. I don't like him. I, I, I know he scores goals, but um, they're not going to... The, the defenders he's going to get now with Hearts, and, and uh, he's, he's not going to have that at Ibrooks. He's, he's going to have two players marking him all the time. He's going to, uh, it's, it's going to be up against 10-man defences and not, uh, not, not with teams that come out and try and play. And I think that's a big difference. And I think just to, to uh, if he's in the box surrounded with, with 10 defenders, then, uh, then there's no way that he's going to get the same amount of goals for Rangers. And I, I just think that way. I think, he's, I think he's too slow. Too slow in movement as well. Anyway, moving on. The one that uh, I did, <laughs> sort of a one, is um, Bojan Miofsky. But his price now is seemingly north of £5 million. Um, I, he's got two and a half years left in his contract. I don't see that one opening, Dave. Happening. 
Yeah, well, his fee is not a five million. So say Aberdeen. I mean, that's where that number's coming from because there's no one paying five million pound for Bojan Miofsky. Just not happening. I mean, I, I dare say there might be a, there could be, I suppose, down south. You know, one of the the championship clubs who five million quid. You know, it's is it worth a gamble? Yeah, guy's twenty four, scored a few goals. He's a Macedonian international. So, but in Scotland, are we going to pay five million quid for Bojan Miofsky? Uh, it really would come down to uh, Clement's uh, opinion on on the player. Does he see, see the, him fitting in with what, what he wants to do? Does he see an improvement in the player, the development? Because I think he would be the player at 24 who you would get a couple of years out of and maybe two and a half years and then move him on while he still has some uh, residual value. So that would be a, that that would be one benefit of, of signing Mayovsky. So five million quid, is it an enormous amount of money? Yes, it is. Is it an enormous amount of money for most of the clubs in the UK? No, it isn't. So... It's, it's whether we we would uh, take that chance. Uh, I think he's quite a good player. He's a good finisher. He's, he has got a bit of pace. So I would not be upset if Rangers were to, to make a move on him and just test Aberdeen, find out, uh, ask the question, see if we can turn his head and he'll be crying in himself to sleep every night, the fact that he didn't have a chance to move to Rangers. You know, and As soon as uh, he comes out and makes the statement that he wants to go to Rangers... I think that Aberdeen will be easier to deal with. So I, w- I wouldn't make things easy for them. Ask the question. Make an offer. Shona, I've seen you. Sorry. I've seen you nodding your head, Shona. Um, you, you, I think you're in the Miosky club, are you? I'm more in the Miosky club than I am in the Shanklin club. I think if you're going to pay £5 million for somebody in our league, I think the best player is probably where well, you're going to make more money back on is probably Miosky. I think they're more more likely to fit that kind of player trading model with the Miofsky, but I don't think either of these players are worth £5 million, but they're obviously worth £5 million because it's Rangers and the Rangers tax is involved, so I wouldn't be buying any of these two at £5 million. I think you can get better for your money that's out there. I know people will say, well, what about Dessers? Dessers still had, what, is it 15 or 16 goal contributions towards us this season? I don't think Dessers is obviously going to cut at Rangers, but he's all—he's always—he's all, all we've got at this moment in time. So we're having to use him. I thought his assistant to be Ken was actually really good, but like no, I think we definitely need an out-and-out goal scorer. But I think uh, David said there, you've got to kind of trust the manager. I just think that Miofsky is more been linked with the likes of uh, Celtic at the, at the moment in time. Haven't really seen many links towards us in um, Miofsky. I do think he's probably would be worth more. Uh, worth paying for the more um, that kind of fee if we had that money for him over Shanklin. But I just can't can't really see Rangers paying that kind of money for somebody in our league, unfortunately. I know everybody will say, oh, we shouldn't be snobs and looking out down in our league. But I think it's just a fact, guys, that we're not going to be looking at these guys. I think the guys that we've been linked with over the last couple of days and the last couple of weeks, I think they're more likely to be Clement kind of signings. And I'm sure we'll go into that. But um I'm a fan of Miosky. I think he's a great wee player and I think you would make your money back. I think David said there, I think he was the one that obviously got the penalty against England, but I just can't see us ever paying £5 million for a player in our league, unfortunately. So um, I'm sure um, in Clermont we trust and uh, obviously Coppin must have a few things up his sleeve. I think if you were to get this guy, Emmanuel Dennis, I think um, that would be the one for me if I had to choose out the, out the three. 
Yeah, well, I seen you putting it up yesterday that he was kicking about, and I see someone in the comments of his project he was kicking about the training centre yesterday. So we'll see what happens. The, the one thing that he said when on the story about Miofsky was that um, Clement had been able to watch him a couple of times. So whether that means anything or not, I do not know. Rangers are set to go ahead. Celtic go head to head with Celtic for the signing of Nottingham Forest defender Scott McKenna, according to Top Sport. Dave, are you a McKenna fan? You think uh, it's obviously Scottish? I don't know what age is, 26, I think, around about. Um, well, he's, I mean, he's obviously went through the promotion season with Forest. I mean, they, they were him and, and Joe Worrell were. A formidable partnership, but he doesn't feature in Forest team at the moment. He's nowhere to be seen, so I think he's going to drop down the pecking order, down the, the food chain at Forest. You know, so at the moment he's obviously got uh, obviously Premier League experience, decent, but decent big strong centre half. We've seen him play for Scotland, so you pretty much know what you're getting. Uh, it would really depend on the price and and his wages. You know, would would we uh, get a, a a tune out of Scott McKenna. I don't think you get a tune out. You know what you're getting. You know he's a big, strong boy, strong in the air, quite quick across the ground. So would I take him? I I would. Would it? It would really depend on the price as to whether, you know, would test my enthusiasm for that particular deal. But I think uh, if, I wouldn't go into an auction with that lot for uh, Scott McKenna. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Jonah, I see you shaking your head this time. I take it you're not a, a McKenna fan? Not a McKenna fan, but I was just kind of shaking my head at that comment there about obviously like Dessers and uh, comparing them to Manuel Dennis. Manuel Dennis two years ago was getting like with Tottenham, Chelsea and a few other big teams. I think the guy is a, a very, very, very good striker. I really do. I think if you can get him on a cheap, I think you would much better to get your money back on Emmanuel Dennis. He's also a Nigerian striker. He's an internationalist. He's got many caps. Um, don't think Shantland's got very many caps, but I just wouldn't be paying £5 million for Shantland. I think that Hearts won. So um, that's just my opinion. I, I, I like Shantland. I think he would score goals for us, but I think if you're gonna, if you're not, if if they want five million pounds, it's 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 not even questionable, as far as I'm concerned. So I think we've got to look at other options, and I think out the out the three options between Miofsky, Shankland, and the guy Emmanuel Dennis, I think he's a far better option. 
Um, I think if you're wanting to go for this player trading model again, I keep talking about it. We keep telling ourselves that we want to be um, doing this player trading model. Obviously, we want to win the league, and I think um, Hamont will understand that. That's the manager's job if he wants to win the league. If he wants to get a tune out of these players, or manage to get a tune out of Sterling, manage to get a tune out of Ridvan. But nah, for me, um, I think uh, that comment there, I, I look at all about people's opinions. I get that. But I think that's just, I'm just trying to back up what I was trying to say. Look, that I think it would be options. If you had to choose between £5 million for Miofsky or Shankland or try and get Emmanuel Dessers for under a million quid, I think you're, you're, you're more likely to go for that option. That's just my personal opinion. But as far as uh, Scott McKenna is concerned, absolutely not a chance. I would have that guy. Um, I think he's an absolute bomb scare. When I watched him for Norton Forest, he was rotten. Uh, I don't think we'll be looking for a centre-back in this window, to be honest. Maybe in the summer, I would imagine that would be something we'd be looking at. But I think they still went upwards of, what, £6 million? Or, or is it 4 or £5 million for him, even though he's out of contract in the summer? So, um, and also, I think the other side of the set, I think he's um, a big Celtic fan, and Celtic are also looking at them. So, no, I think we could do better than Scott McKenna if I was you guys. But, look, it's all about opinions, and uh, I'm quite gladly he'll take them. And I think David would, would take Scott McKenna, but not for me, guys. No, well, I don't, I don't think, I don't think I would be. I, the fact that he's a Celtic supporter wouldn't really bother me because I think that these players are professional enough uh, to, to 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 play their heart out for the club they're at. But um, no, I think that I think there must be better out there, uh, centre halves, and uh, we know now Belgian league and the Dutch league or, 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 or Niels uh, since he came in. Uh, seemingly started yesterday and sent a, a thank you note to PSV for for the, the time that he was uh, he was playing. He was uh, he was started off as coach there and moved up or, or was it coach? I think it was. But anyway, one thing that uh, I've, I've I've sort of I get really excited about now is Dutch winger Million Manhoof. No. <laughs> I've never heard of anybody called Million yet, but uh, that's uh, they seem to have some funny names these days that, uh, that they call kids and forget that they've got to live with that with their whole life, although Million isn't that too bad. But seemingly he's, uh, we're not the only ones interested in Leicester City and Preston North End are supposed to be, and I heard that actually as well as when I was reading up them today, I had the sort of hinted that Feyenoord would be probably interested in them as well. I watched the YouTube film. I hadn't seen him in when I when we made the news this morning. I didn't have time before, and I, I sort of watched the 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 usual YouTube uh, films. And he looks a very very good player. I, I don't he, he, I don't think he's the fastest winger in the world. He's not slow, but he's not the fastest winger in the world. Certainly not a Matondo or um. I'm I'm, I'm forgetting names now again. Um, yeah, see my fast. Um, that's uh, but what he is, I think, is far more tricky. He's uh, turns really, really quick, and I think he would be a really great player. Uh, and certainly, he's only twenty-one. I think so. He will be also fit the the player selling model. Dave, have you had anything more? Did you have a wee look in YouTube the day today? I did not, Dave, but the danger with these guys, you know, I mean, I mean, you're saying that he's not that fast, but he's full of flicks and tricks. I mean, I'm just thinking Ryan Kent here. So it just entered my head. So no doubt that, you know, after a couple of a couple of months at 
Rangers training centre. His, his first name will be Thousand. <laughs> it'll not be Million. That's just what we do. The players up there, I think. Uh, it'll be Thousand Man Hoof in a couple of months. No, <laughs> I, I don't know too much about the guy. But uh, clearly, he's. I mean, the, the stats are, are actually very good. Uh, but that's that's pretty much it. I know. I'll, I'll I will check out the the YouTube reel and see uh, see what millions like. See see if we can turn million into millions and millions. We have billions when you can have millions. You know to go to film. It looked, it looked uh, to me a very very good good player. It, it, I mean, I was said it was a bit more tricky but he also what I saw in the, the films he, he sort of sees movement from other players and he, he's very good at cutting inside and then putting a, one of these sort of a hidden passes as, as, as I would call it through to, to the striker running into the the, the, the penalty box he, he does a lot of that so and seemingly on his, uh, his record he's seemingly very very good at Back and defending, so that's it. Shona, have you you're you're normally into these sort of videos and and know these players quite well. Have you had any look at them? Um, I know a wee bit of information on them. I don't know if I can actually release it on the pod, but I know it's uh, a very close deal. Um, but yeah, um, I'm very very much in the camp of this guy. Two point five million pound. I think Vitesse Arnhem are having financial difficulties. I think they need to sell him. He's one of their prize assets. He's very, very highly rated. I know that we're definitely leading the charge on this one. So I'm really hoping that this deal gets done. I think we're crying out for a left-footed right winger. Uh, somebody that can cut in and it's all for something a wee bit different than McCausland. Um, I think that's one of the one, one of the positions that we've not been able to fill since Kindias has left. So, um, no, I'm looking forward to this uh, boy. Still only, what is it, 22 at the time. I think he's just had his birthday the other week. So... Um, no, I'm uh, all in the million or should I say billions uh, camp at the moment. So, um, but yeah, I've heard that we definitely lead the race on this one. So I'm just hoping that maybe the manager on his little wee trips away that we've not been noticing, um, like he did with Fabio Silva and a few others. So yeah, I think this one's um, very close, hopefully. Oh, well, that's good news. As I say, when I, when I sort of watched the YouTube today, uh, he looked, he looked really, really good as well. And uh, it's, it's one thing, it, I, I mean, I said he's not uh, he's not slow, he's just not Matondo or, but what he, what he, what he does do is he's got a far better brain than, uh, than Matondo. The guy is, is quite an intelligent footballer. And I said, as I said before, he sees movement, he sees things happening all over the park. He's not uh, greedy. He, he does give the ball off if, if he sees a player in a better position. So I was, I was really, uh, really up in that. Another name is, is sort of a uh, given that uh, we've got Lundstrom and Jack. Well, Lundstrom's contract's up. You might get a new one. We don't know that yet. Ryan Jack's always uh, injured. We've got Sifuentes, Kieran Dow, and uh, John Sterling is, is a, a midfielder. But seemingly, there's a uh, David Weir has put us on to uh, Stephen Alzate, and uh, is that is a, a midfielder, and he's seemingly been his name's been put forward by David Weir. I watched it again. I watched the YouTube of him today. Looks also looks a really good player. Looks calm, collected. 
He looks like he's got a golden foot where he put, can put the ball onto a sixpence anywhere he wants to. And he gets forward, I think, a lot more than Lundstrom does, uh, which which would please me. When, when I seen the film, he wasn't playing front of the centre-half, taking passes off the centre-half. He was actually part, a good part of the build-up. Um, David, <laughs> I take it that you never looked at a YouTube film for him either today. <laughs> Dave, the acid test is not the YouTube reel, it's the acid test. It's how will he do against the, the, the hammer throwers of Motherwell, you know, and, and, and Ross County, you know, when he comes up against these guys, is he, uh, is, is he six foot across the shoulders? Because that's what we need. We need guys who are going to go in there and battle midfield players, you know, so we don't, I mean, I don't know too much about the boy, but uh, I'm sure and I'm hoping that it's true that you know, Coppin has, has turned up with a list of names and a list of players who, who are potential that he, if he hasn't already discussed with Philip from London, he, he, he'll be discussing very soon, you know, and sussing these guys out in, in terms of... Because what we need to do, and the whole model is predicated on the fact that we will be looking for value, you know. So we don't... I don't think we want to be looking to punt, you know, to be forking out two, three, four, five million pounds for players. We're looking... Uh, I know that there's some of these guys will be projects and it introduces more of a risk. So, but I think there are there are different players, different ends of the spectrum. You know, some of them you'll take on, on, on low fees and, and, and take the risk that they will develop. And there's but there's other guys, and I think we're in the position now that if we're serious about winning the league, where we need to go with someone who's a bit more tried and tested. You know, someone's a bit more proven, and that is going to give us the goals return that's going to fire us to the league title. That has to. I mean, we need quality up front. Last Saturday demonstrated that quite clearly. So I'm hoping that the recruitment in this transfer window will be focused and concentrated on finding us some firepower. That's what we need right now. I think there'll be other transfer windows where we can look at projects and we're well staffed in defence. We're well staffed in midfield. Firepower up front is what we need, and I think we should focus on that. I'm afraid, Dave. I think the the midfield is uh, is is in need of getting 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 an update. And I would I, I would and anybody that comes in now, the thing with the with with this the this player, Alzati, Rosati, um, is that his contract's up in the summer, so we could get him in a pre-contract already in the now in the window now. Which doesn't put Brighton in a very good um, position to negotiate. Uh, if, if we could take him over now, so we could probably get him for a, a bargain price. Shona, do you know anything about this guy? Sure, he came through the youth ranks at Brighton anyway, so anything that they get will be a profit on him. So, um, no, um, I, I'm pretty keen on this guy. I think obviously there's, there's quite a lot to this. I think the, the fact that we've got obviously the new guy in from Brighton. Um, Name escapes me now, um, but yeah, um, the fact that we've got him in, David Weir, I think the success that we've had with Seema, heard that obviously the Brighton obviously won £8 million for Seema. If I was Rangers, I would definitely pay him that if that happens and maybe trying to get something done in the January transfer window. I think that that's another one that we've got to be looking at, but I mean, if, we, if you're asking for £8 million, I would definitely pay him maybe five or six of that up front and maybe the rest in instalments or trying to get a sale on clause for that. But no, that was actually... Um, I think um, he has been a wee bit injury prone, but I think, look, guys, if you're going to get these players from Premier League clubs, I think like likes Adil, your likes of Lawrence, 
likes of Cantwell, Butland, these guys that have obviously not played that much football. Um, and maybe slightly injury prone if you can get the, the manager fancies him. I think, uh, yeah, I'm all for it. And uh, yeah, I think um, if you can get a tune out this boy, I think he's really good. I think you get, he's already come up with a really good goal this season and two assists. So, um, no, I think um, if you can get this boy for maybe a million and a half pound, two million, I think you've won a watch. I think we just really need to be scare, uh, careful about the amount of money that we're going to be spending. So that's just another reason why, obviously, I said about getting these guys at maybe slightly cheaper deals. And then, um, yeah, he's only 25, so you've got the option there. He's a Colombian international as well. So a few international guys that are obviously maybe coming out of contract in the summer, and we're obviously getting the first pick on these guys. So I think um, it's something you've got to be looking at, because if it's not going to be us, it's going to be picking them up. I'm pretty sure another Premier League club would uh, have a wee stab in the dark or a championship club. Um, at him. So um, look, the, fact, the fact that David Weir's recommending them to Rangers um, as well at the same time, I think that there's got to be something within that. So, um, yeah, we seem to be um, striking up a good partnership with, uh, with Brighton at the moment. So long may that continue and hopefully we get Seema across the line. So, but no, yeah, I think uh, the Alzati one should be quite a good quite a good buy for us. I do think we need to probably buy an extra midfielder in this uh, January transfer window just purely because of the amount of games that we've got coming up. You just don't know what would happen to the likes of Sterling. Can't see Jack coming back into that team. Great to see that Raskin's now back on that pitch, but I do think think a right winger, another forward, possibly maybe somebody else on loan, maybe up front as well as another attacking option, and getting somebody in midfield would probably be my priority. I don't, as much as I like the boy Wagner, I think obviously he would be obviously another one that would be on a free contract left back. I'd be quite keen on getting him, but I would not be this this window trying to go out there and spend money on a left back or a centre back. I definitely think. We need to get, um, like David said, more attacker options, and possibly I would say another midfielder. We've got to, we've got to look for the, we've got to look as well for the towards the summer. I think, um, Lindstrom will get offered a new deal, but I think uh, Jack's definitely going to leave in the summer as well. So if we can get the guy in just now, six months in advance, then I'm all for it. And I think um, another one that's probably pretty close. I think the pre-contract will probably get agreed pretty soon, and whether we have to play a small fee will be for Connor Barron as well. So. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. So we'll see. These are guys that we're bringing in for very small fees, but we've got the option guys. If we want, we can sell them on and we can make a good profit on them. Yeah, definitely. Connor Allen, that's the boy up at Aberdeen, isn't it? I really uh, I, I like him as well. Of the games I've seen him in, he's been really good. And uh, for Scotland, under 21s, I think it was. Uh, he was the best player in the park at that. Dave, one of the the names that have sort of fell away, Sean Dice has confirmed that Everton will not be calling Rangers target Mace Hope gate back from his own spell at Southampton. So he's saying that uh, he's definitely staying at Southampton. And I think we've been interested in him for a, for a, for a wee while now, haven't we? Yeah, I think there was uh, talk of him when, when Gio's here, you know, Mason Holgate, and it's never quite come to pass. And he's never had a I think he did have a run in the Everton team, but that was uh, some time ago. I think maybe two years ago, the last time he was a kind of first team regular with Everton. So he kind of dropped out of the the pecking order, you know, as Everton continued to consume players who were not much better than he was. But uh, I don't think I can't see that uh, coming to pass. I mean, I think uh, Sean Dyke has, has kind of ruled it out. <clears throat> uh, so he's down at Portsmouth at the moment. I don't think he features regularly. Uh, with, with Portsmouth, so uh, sorry, South, Southampton is that, isn't it? <clears throat> uh, so I, I really don't see that as being a priority for us. I think what we have to 
remember though is uh, I mean Holgate I think might be uh, a summer signing. I don't think I wouldn't be focusing on that. Concentrate on on what's important here. What we really need. The other thing that we really need to pay attention to is getting players out the club because we need to be uh, aware of our wage bill. Our wage bill is horrendous, you know, and we're pay- the, the money that we're paying for players who don't contribute on a week-to-week basis has to be uh, curtailed, you know. And, and I'm thinking Kemar Roof, Borna Barisic, I would, I would be punting Borna. Scott Wright, I mean, Scott Wright, we'd, we pretty much waved him bye-bye at the front door and he was on his way to the airport now, but he's still here and so there's, I think there's got to be quite a few uh, believing the club, and I'm hoping that Niels will be uh, is not quite the same emphasis, but putting a, a far some of his attention will need to go and get players out because we need to uh, get the, the wage bill down to be able to attract other players. So adding to the kitty to to make you know to make a nice lucrative contract for players who we do want. So I think there's a there's a, a number of punters, three, four, five that that should be moving out of that squad. So I think there'll be uh, some outs as well. I think yeah, well that's hopeful. And that that brings me on to on to the the next what I was going to bring up. But I just want to add another wee bit of news that I'd read on that that million uh, from Vitessa. His father's actually a, a really high ranked kickboxer. So I don't I don't know whether he's uh, got any any kickboxing and he's he's a bit, he certainly looks he looks quite kickboxy. So Shona, you obviously knew that. <laughs> yeah, we seen his dad. Oh God, he's absolutely huge. Have you seen his dad? Oh, no, no. the guy's an absolute brick shit house. Oh my God, you would not want to get anywhere near him. So. No, um, I'm, as far as I'm aware, I, I got told that he was never really into kickboxing when he was a wee boy, um, even though his dad tried to persuade him. So I think uh, he obviously went for the football side of things. But uh, I don't think Manhope is, uh, is is anywhere near, obviously, got the, the same height levels as his dad, because I think he's a lot smaller. But uh, no, he's uh, an MMA fighter, and he's an absolute unit. Um, so yeah, I would definitely go and check him out. Um, it's quite funny, actually. So, um, But yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens with this one um, regarding him. But yeah, I think uh, he would probably be the one that I would have thought that we probably need somebody else on that right side of um, of uh, the wing. I think we need somebody to help out McCausland at times. Just can't see McCausland lasting all these games. So yeah, I think we definitely need somebody for the right wing and up and up top and maybe possibly a midfielder. So we'll see what we what come on, Scott. But I do really believe that um, this Fabio Silva as well, guys. I think he's going to have a cracking season. I really do. He's got something to prove. He wants to get into that Portuguese squad for the Euros, so it's all down to him now, so let's hope it works. I just got a, a picture in my head of him shooting past that guy Johnson, the, the Celtic right back, and, and he get pulled down and turning around to him and said, hey, I'm going to get my dad to you. <laughs> so, maybe, maybe he should just sign his dad. Uh, I'll, I'll sign you if you bring your dad with you. <laughs> uh, anyway, you were talking about um, getting players out, and seemingly Red Van Yilmaz, uh, Verona are very, very interested. I think it's Hellas, Verona, you call them. They are seemingly very, very interested in them. And the funny thing is that we are after Doig, uh, who also plays for uh, Verona, at least it's rumoured that we're after him. 
could we be doing a wee sort of a swap deal plus a little money on this one? Who's going to get the money? Hmm? Who's getting the money in this deal? <laughs> yeah, well, I think I, I, I think Doig is, is is higher rated than uh, than Yilmaz is at the moment. So, so I, I would, I would imagine it. Sorry, uh, I would I would just I mean between Josh Doig and, and Yilmaz, you know, we're going to he signs and we have to pay you know a couple of million to get Josh Doig. I would just keep uh, Redman. Thanks. <laughs> What's the yeah. What we, yeah, the game he had in, uh, on Tuesday and shows you what uh, Red Van can produce. We just need to, to see it consistently. But I think he needs a run in the team. So, no, I think Red Van, I think at the weekend he, he was fine. I thought it was excellent on Tuesday. Uh, so, are we going to get a value for being a, a send him to Verona and take Josh Doig and plus another couple of million quid? No. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be uh, concentrating on that. <clears throat> Kick that can down the road. Fiona? We need, to, uh, we need, we need forwards. You're the same... Uh... Uh, no. Not for me, no. I think uh, Josh Doig was one that we've obviously missed out on. I don't think we should be back in for him. I think it will cost us a lot more than just a couple of million quid. I think um, he's not out of contract, is he, Josh Doig? I think um, he's not still got a couple of years to go and he'll have thrown in a wee bit of financial difficulties. So um, I could be wrong on that. I've not really looked into it, but... I think um, Budvan, for me, is an internationalist for Turkey. He's young. He's still got, what is he, 21, 22, maybe 23, Budvan. I know Josh Doig is around about the same, but Josh Doig is not even getting into the Scotland squad, is he? So, um, no, I think I'd rather, I think you're probably going to make more money on Budvan in the future than you would on Josh Doig. I think if Josh Doig is not getting a game for Hellas Verona, I think that's uh, saying something. So, um, no, I'd, um, I'm agreeing with DVP on this one. And uh, yeah, I would uh, keep Rivan over uh, over Josh Doig. Yeah, he did have a brilliant game at the weekend, but first first good game in eighteen months, and I still find him very small for a for a back. And as as I said, uh, I think was it, I think I said this morning uh, on the game that uh, he was playing against Kilmarnock. We they had a corner, Kilmarnock got a corner, and he was marking the big left back. From uh, I'm, I'm looking at this left back, and he's a big unity guy, and you've got Red Van next to him, and I'm thinking they need to get this sorted out. How, he's never going to beat win the ball in the air against them. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I, as I say, one game in eighteen months, and in the height of him, I'm afraid it doesn't go down well with me. So seemingly, we're if, if we do sell him on, we're losing twenty percent because. Uh, where was it he came from? Besiktas, was it he came from? Um, oh, you're talking about Red Van, sorry. Red Van, Besiktas. yeah. Similarly, there's a 20% uh, sell-on fee to, to them, whether we rent them out or whether we uh, sell them on. So we'll be losing, we'll be losing 20% of anything he brings in. Um, Maybe Josh Doyle. I would imagine that Hibs have got a sell-on clause in that as well. Wouldn't they? Yeah, that's... Would they not have something in there? That's, that's possible as well. Um, the other guy that was sort of a um, kicking about um, was uh, the, the Dundee de uh, defender that went back. Mm. And I have lost a bit where all yeah, Owen Beck. Mm. Now he's been, he's, unfortunately, he's been recalled by Liverpool. Um, he was a, he was, a, I watched him when he played Dundee and I watched, I think, a game after that. 
and he was really, really good. Dave, have you had any, any vision of him? Yeah, he's been a standout for Dundee. And, you know, every time we've seen Dundee, and it's generally only the highlights I see of Dundee, unless they're playing us. So, no, but the boy has uh, done very well. He's clearly caught the eye of uh, ourselves and some other clubs. But unfortunately, uh, Liverpool have taken him back from Dundee and have said that he's not going anywhere because they need him for cover because they've got obviously injury issues at left back and they will just keep him there just in case. So it would be interesting to see, uh, you know, if, if their injuries clear up before the end of the month, whether they would uh, get back to us on that or or, or not, but, or, or the summer, for, you know, for a season-long loan next year. But I certainly would... Uh, be keeping the tabs on that one if we could get that boy on, but I think it would be only loan because I think uh, Liverpool see this boy as, as a good prospect. So, is do we really want to be bringing in loan players? You know that, particularly at that age, very young, where you know that uh, I suppose we're doing it with Seema, but I, you don't want to be doing it with uh, too many of them. There is a realistic chance that we could sign Seema. I don't think that would be true of Owen Beck. Yeah, unfortunately, Seema's one of these players that every every ball he kicks, his price seems to go up and up and up. It, it started quite low as well, and there's a way up. They're talking I'm about, hoping, what is it, 15 to 20 million? It's been going down and down because, uh, I mean, he scored a cracking goal on Tuesday, but I think that was pretty much his uh, sole contribution for the afternoon and, and at the weekend. You know, I thought I was, he was driving me nuts. <clears throat> Because he was doing the same on Saturday. You know, one moment he, he looks like he couldn't trap a bag of sand. And then, you know, he's chesting it over the defender and runs around the other side and volleys it in the net. And you're thinking, there's two Abdullah Seamus. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was very aware where the ball was. That's uh, that, that's for sure. So now you, any, any interest in Beck, would you, would you take him? Well, I think obviously the Rangers and Celtic are probably looking at the option to maybe get him in loan for the rest, for the rest of the season. As um, he is a very very good player, I think he's managed to get himself an international call up to Wales as part of this. So, but like uh, David said, I think uh, when you look at it overall, I think um, Liverpool have got a few defensive problems at left back, and I'm pretty sure that's probably one of the reasons as to why he's, they've recalled him. So, uh, not um, not on bet, but like as for Sima. Guys, this guy has already got some amount of goals. Is it 15 goals already this season? We have to do something about this and try and get him signed in January. Because like you said, his goal contribution is every time he makes an assist, every time he scores a goal, his value is just going to go up. And obviously there will be Premier League clubs in or around there. But if we can steal his heart, which I think we've already done. So I think if you're talking upwards of £8 million, I would snap your hand off £8 million quid. I think if it goes above that, that's well out of our well out of our price range and obviously I think for a lot of Premier League clubs we could offer a lot more than that but I think if we were to get offered £8 million from Brighton and have first dibs on SEMA I think you've got to bite your hand off at that price Yeah well he certainly played well he's scored a lot, of, a lot of cracking goals not not just uh, not, not just simple tap-ins but really cracking goals the goal on Sunday was it? Saturday? Saturday? Uh, Sunday um, was uh, was absolutely crackery a goal as well. But the three goals on Sunday was crack were crackery a goal. So that was that. Um, just I've got a wee bit of news of two player, two ex players that have sort of well, one ex player, one ex manager. Um, Danny Wilson's been released from uh, the MSL team that he played for, and he's looking for another club. I don't know where he'll attain. 
appear back in Scotland or not. Obviously not Rangers class then and not Rangers class now, so we won't be involved in that one. And Stephen Gerrard seems to be, uh, his jacket seems to be in a sugarly hook uh, uh, where he is in uh, Saudi Arabia, where he, as he plays, uh, he's managing. But I don't think he'll be, even if he gets a sack, I don't think he'll be crying in his milk, do you, Davey? The problem for uh, Stephen Gerrard is if he still has, you know, ambitions to be, you know, a manager in the English Premier League, I would suggest, then the wee trip to Saudi Arabia, although it's it's given an enormous benefit to his bank balance, I think in terms of his uh, attractiveness to, to, to clubs in England who may be looking for a manager, I don't think he's done himself any favours. I think I think Steve, Stephen Gerrard, the pundit, is going to trump Stephen Gerrard, the manager. Because, uh, I mean, I could be wrong here in that he'll, he'll, he might get another gig uh, somewhere down south. I think that would be championship or, or very low in the, in the Premiership. I don't think he would want to go low in the Premiership with all that that brings. I think he'll been stung by his experience at Aston Villa. Uh, so I'm, I'm not sure where Stephen Gerrard's career is going to go after he leaves uh, that, that Saudi mob. But you're right, I've heard that. I saw the wee uh, comments on social media about Stevie G and his... Arabia, Saudi Arabian team, and I couldn't even name them. I think it's L or something about rhymes with yeah. Gaddafi. <laughs> but I, I think you know, I th- for him to get another job in England after leaving Saudi Arabia or or being shown the door at Saudi Arabia, I think that would be that would be difficult. But I wish Stevie G all the best. Maybe we should bring him back as a someone who can do the the, the hospitality Ibrox. Now that he's down to his last 250 million quid, the guy needs the money. <laughs> well, he certainly, he certainly won't be, uh, won't be looking for. He, I don't think he'll be on the dole in the, in the coming few years anyway. Shona, if you get, I'm through everything I've got. Have you got any of your little jewels to add? You're, you're normally quite up in all these wee things. Is there any jewels in the, in the way? No, I just think that the guy before they go out in um, winter camp next week, I do think there'll be at least another two players in. I think we're probably going to expect three or four players join in the next uh, week or so, maybe possibly, maybe one might, one or two might drag out, but I do expect two players to join up with the guys at the winter camp. Who that is, we shall see, but no, um, yeah, I think uh, that's the way that come on, what he's, what he's been doing over the next couple of days. I think they were training for one or two days this week, and then I think maybe some of them are going back home as well, and they've got a week off with their five days or seven days with, with their families, and then they're back out, out to Spain on the 10th. So, um, no, looking forward to seeing what they do against, is it Hertha Berlin? It's obviously our next game, it's on uh, Rangers TV, I think that's the one that kicks off at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So, um, I think what uh, Clement's trying to do is try not to get as many fans to go out there, so... Rangers are putting the game on TV and then you've obviously got the Copenhagen friendly in between that as well. So, not looking forward to it, but I do believe that we'll probably have one or two coming in. So, um, I see that that is it the assistant manager. He's obviously gone back home for a few days. So, uh, Philip Clement did say in his press the other day that he wasn't going on holiday till I think it was next week. So, um, I would imagine over the next few, couple of days this week, I think he's been doing his homework. So, yeah, and, uh, and come on, we trust. Yeah, well, I think Clement did say 
um, that the players are getting a holiday, but I, I wouldn't have a holiday. I'm far too busy um, looking at players at the moment. So that was that. Anyway, Shona, I, I think we're going, I'm going to wind up because I haven't really got much more to say. If you want to say your bye-byes and... Uh, well, I can't. I can't. I can't give you give you a score to to say. So <laughs> yeah, I just obviously I, I look at guys. I know that obviously we'll be still be doing these pods, but obviously the next couple of weeks there's not much, not much football on and not a lot of things to talk about. So if anybody wants to follow me on Twitter and send me a private message, I'm quite happy just to chat about Rangers to them. But obviously there's not much happening over the next couple of weeks. So but no, I hope everybody had a really good New Year. It's good to be back on, and yeah, really looking forward to obviously the next day or when we come back from the winter break and see what happens from there and and the signings that we're going to be hopefully making. But yeah, guys, thanks very much for tonight. Maybe you get anything you wanted off your chest, and you can say your bye byes. Well, there was only the news from Rangers today that the 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 movement of the Union Bears from uh, Copeland from the Broomland front to the Copeland front, which I think is excellent news. And, you know, they're going to put the extend the front of the Copeland rear by a few rows to accommodate that. that I think it's be a, a fantastic move. I'm hoping that, you know, this will be the first step in the road to the safe standing section. And I'm hoping that the whole of the the Copeland front will, will ultimately be a, be a standing section. So that, that would be really good. I think that would pick up the, the atmosphere and no end within Ibrox because the... The Union Bears do a fantastic job. I'm hoping that their numbers can expand to fill the space available. Uh, so Rangers have been fantastic. You know, given the guys who they're going to move from uh, CR3 to, to the, the front row of the, the Copeland rear, which I think is an, an excellent deal because they not only did they get up and, and where, they, where the, the seats are being added, so they'll walk up the stairs and then there'll only be two or three stairs to their seat and they'll have the they'll be right at the front of the, the Copeland Rear to, to watch the game. I think the guys who are currently at the front of the Copeland Rear are going to be a bit pissed, to be honest, but but a bit miffed, maybe is that because they're now there'll now be six rows in front of them. They'll no longer be right at the front. But fantastic news for Rangers. Uh, I saw a wee uh, graphic of it uh, on the on the computer and <clears throat> It looks really good, I think, and and the fact that we can get the, the Union Bears right behind the goal at the traditional Rangers end for us old fogies, then uh, that that's a an excellent thing for the club. So well yeah, done, yeah. I apologise actually. I, I meant to bring that up, that up after the, the the SFA discussion, so but for I must have looked over it. Shona, you obviously. I'll say um, I, I think it's a great as well. I just hope that Sky and Rangers TV put their microphone as far away as possible from the drum. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, the, the the part of that I, when you're watching TV and you've got that blooming drum batter now. Uh, Shona, you're good good move for you as well. Oh yeah, I think I'm in total agreement with um, everything that David said there. I think it will will make it a really really good atmosphere. The, at the moment, the Union Bears are kind of situated in that wee corner and the rest of the stand doesn't really take part. I think the fact that you're going to have it all standing, it's going to be like the blue sea of Irox, just sitting there, a big blue wall. So, no, like, I'm really looking forward to it. Like, I understand that people have got season tickets out there and they will be slightly miffed, but you've got to look at the benefit of this club. If you want this club to expand and you want this club to go places, like, it will only be for um, 
I think it's for league games, isn't it? Mainly because obviously the European games we can't have unless it is going to be a, a case of we'll be able to pass our I, I don't know some sort of um, thing for it that we allowed to have safe stand in it at European games. But I do think to get that extra thousand fans in, think about it, guys. I know you guys are sitting there with season tickets. Just think about the younger ones that are out there that maybe are looking forward to getting a season ticket, uh, especially young boys, young girls, and all that as well. So please just do it for the benefit of the club. I'm pretty certain they will try and accommodate people as much as they can. I honestly do think this. I think that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to do it in the most simplified way. And then we can start building for the future because we do need to expand this stadium at some point. And obviously the disabled access needs to come in as well. I think that starts next summer as well. So um, no, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be great. I think it's just going to be a big, massive blue wall. And I think, honestly, the TIFOs from there and the atmosphere is going to be brilliant. Really, really looking forward to it. Yeah, well, that's great. And the, the only thing I'll, I will say, I would there's a few traditional songs that I wish they would bring back and uh, and get everybody the whole stadium singing them. That's 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 sort of a one thing that I, I would like to see this Union Bears add to their list. Anyway, um, I'm going to finish off now, and all I can say is we will be back on Sunday, I believe. I don't know who's on at that time, but we will be doing a show on Sunday. And I hope you all have a fine weekend, and I will say bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.